Christmas, it's filled with all kinds of good fun and traditions. I mean, everyone loves the, the story of Santa and the elves and presents from the North Pole. Of course, everyone loves the Christmas tree. I mean, who doesn't like a beautifully decorated tree with ornaments and brightly colored lights and, of course, numerous presents at the base? It just looks so wonderful at Christmas. While Christmas is filled with all kinds of good fun and traditions, sometimes the truth is those things can obscure the real reason which is the cry of a newborn baby. What is it about Christmas that makes it worth celebrating? What is it that we can often miss when we celebrate it year after year? It's the same thing that Joseph almost missed during the first Christmas. When Joseph figured out or heard that Mary was pregnant with a child that was not his own, he naturally assumed the worst. But because he was a good man, he decided that he was going to separate from her in quiet. But then an angel appeared to him, and the angel said not to be afraid and continue with his plans to take Mary as his wife. This little boy was going to be named Jesus, or Yeshua, the Lord saves, and he was going to save his people from their sins. In fact, this little boy was so special that he was going to fulfill an ancient prophecy from the book of Isaiah. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name will be called Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel. God with us. We, you've, you've been around the church, I'm sure you've heard that, but what's the big deal? I mean, why do we celebrate this at Christmas every year? Let me see if I can begin to explain. In the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 1, it says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and yet the Word was God. What John is saying is that before this planet existed, before the universe existed, before space and time and anything existed, God existed. But God was not alone. With God was something called the Word, who was separate from God, yet he also was God at the same time. And then, as you continue in John's Gospel, and you get to John chapter 1, verse 14, it says this amazing thing. And the Word took on flesh and dwelt among us. That the one who existed before anything else existed wrote himself into our creation by becoming one of us in the womb of Mary. He took on a body forever to save us forever. I know this sounds like a fairy tale, but this is what the Bible says actually happened. But it would be wrong for us to think that Jesus just sat around heaven doing nothing until the first Christmas. The Bible makes it very clear that Jesus was active in his creation from the very beginning. In fact, the book of Hebrews tells us that Jesus created everything out of nothing. Just a few moments ago, Pastor Kurt mentioned the Gospel of John. In the Gospel of John, we are told that Jesus created every single thing. In fact, there's nothing in all of creation that Jesus didn't have a part in creating. From the smallest particle to the greatest galaxy, Jesus created it all. When I was younger, I was fascinated with space. I wanted to be an astronaut when I grew up. My mom would take me to the library quite often, and every single time that we went to the library, I would check out the exact same nine books, one for each of the planets in our solar system. And this, of course, was back when Pluto was a planet. I didn't understand why then, but now, after some time of reflecting, I realized why I was so fascinated about space. It's because it's so great and marvelous and beautiful and mysterious, and Jesus created all of it. 
when we look at the vastness and the complexity of space, we can oftentimes take for granted how big space really is. The earth, the place that every single person has ever lived throughout human history, is just a speck compared to some of the things in our universe. Our closest star, the sun, is so much bigger than the earth that 1.3 million earths could fit into the sun. To put that into perspective, if our earth was the size of a basketball, the sun would be larger than the Dream Center in Spencer, almost 110 feet tall. There are more stars in the universe than there are grains of sand on all the beaches and all the oceans and all the deserts of the world. And Jesus created, fashioned, and formed them all. An old astronomer named Johannes Kepler once said, the undevout astronomer is mad and creation agrees with him. The Bible declares that Jesus and God has created every single thing that we see every single thing that we see in the night sky. And yet Christmas tells us that the most miraculous thing of all is not the creation of these heavenly hosts, but is the incarnation. It is Emmanuel, God with us. The Bible tells us that after the Word, the Son of God, uh, created this universe and created this planet, something went wrong. It was rebellion. Instead of worshiping God, Creation went into rebellion against God, and it spread like an infection across our planet and even through the entire solar system. It was like a laptop that was now disconnected from its power supply, only running on battery, just a matter of time until it all wound down. And here's where the story takes an amazing twist. What we find is that the one who actually created this vast universe then set out to save us in this vast universe from the disease and death and decay that came with this rebellion. In fact, we find that even in the Old Testament, it was the Son of God, the Word, Jesus, who was set about the business of saving his people. Jude, verse 5, tells us that it was Jesus who saved his people out of Egypt. In fact, in John chapter 8, we find where Jesus says that he was the one who is the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, who led his people across the wilderness into the promised land. But then, what happens when we come to Christmas? The story takes an amazing twist. Because the one who created the universe, who set out to save the universe, in the womb of Mary, did it by becoming part of the universe by becoming one of us, by taking on a human body forever. When you think about this, compare this to all the lights, and compare this to all the presents and tinsel, and they're fun and they're good, but nothing can compare to the creator of the universe coming into the universe, becoming one of us to save us. The one who created you and me entered into creation to save you and me. Christmas is just the first step in the path that ultimately leads to the cross. Because of Christmas, Jesus lived the perfect life. Because of the claims of Christmas, Jesus was executed. Because of Christmas, Jesus died the death that you and I deserved. The Bible tells us that when Jesus died on the cross, he received or he took the wrath that was meant for each and every one of us because of our rebellion against God. But the story doesn't end there. 
Jesus died for us to save us, but the Bible also tells us that he rose from the dead victorious and now lives in his resurrected body forever. The Bible tells us that anyone who receives this good news and repents of their sin is able to receive new life in him. The author of life, the one who created all life, is able to breathe new life into our bodies. This is Emmanuel. This is God with us. The Christmas story is just the first step telling us of the wonderful plan that God has to save us by becoming one of us. Emmanuel, God with us. The Bible tells us that when Jesus, who is God in the flesh, after he died on the cross, he rose from the grave in his physical body. And that when he was risen from the dead, people could touch him, they could talk with him, and his body ate. But the neat part about this was his body stayed with him forever. That when he went home to be at the right hand of God the Father, be back where he was before eternity passed, that he took his body with him because he has this body forever. That right now, at the right hand of God is Jesus in his resurrected human body, and he's breathing. He has eyes that are seeing. He has hands that are feeling. Feet that are walking. He is warm. He has this body forever because he came to save us forever. What is it that we celebrate this Christmas? What is it worth celebrating this Christmas? It's not the lights, it's not the presents, it's not the tree, it's not the good food, as good as those things may be. We celebrate this Christmas because the author of the universe wrote himself into creation in order to save us from our sins. This Christmas, would you take a few minutes and, and step away from the lights to worship the author of light. This Christmas, would you take a few minutes to, to step away from the presence, to worship the greatest present of all? Would you take a few minutes to step away from the good food, to let your soul be satisfied as with the greatness, or the, the most richest of foods? One of the most iconic images of our planet is called Pale Blue Dot. It's a, it's a photo taken from 3.7 billion miles away, and it shows how small and insignificant our planet is and the greatness of space. One astronomer looking at this picture of planet Earth says that our, our planet is just like a moat of dust suspended in a sunbeam. Later he says, in all our obscurity, in all this great vastness, there is no hint that help is coming from elsewhere to save us from ourselves. The Bible says that we do not have to despair, that that's the good news of Christmas, that the one who created the universe wrote himself into the story of the universe to save us. He died on a cross. He rose from the dead. He did it. And simply by placing our faith and trust in him, that we too will be saved forever. Now that's something that's been worth celebrating for the last 2,000 years. It'll be something that's worth celebrating for the next 2,000 years. Emmanuel, God, came to be with us.